0: Tom Bernard show with
2: co-host Catherine Brand,
0: Andy <laughs> Brand Bernard,
3: Mike Molina, and now at the virtual right hand, Ralph Toy Basham, D, the Hackmaster.
2: Where'd
0: Tevin go? Out of here. Yeah, to take off. What a stiff, what a stiff. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're
4: trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting
0: to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. We're back for our two Tom Bernard show. Ralph Basham's in. Mike is in. Is everybody in?
2: I'm here. We're and all in.
0: Catherine, all in on this thing. We're all in. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. Uh, Dr. Basham, I have to run something by you here because I, I read this and I was thinking, I wonder if this is true. The top 10 healthiest foods in the world. Oh, dear. here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we Blueberries. go. Blueberries. Who? Right. Ah, uh, nope. No. They're no. not on the list.
2: They're not?
5: Antioxidants aren't cool anymore.
2: Quinoa? Nope. No! Canoli.
4: is on the list. What is? Canoli. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't think canoli's on the list. <laughs> hey, you know what? Something close to it is.
3: A woman who used to work <laughs> in our office, we were talking about the, the, the FDA redid. Or the yeah, FDA yeah did uh, redid the food groups and how you should do it. Yep. <laughs> we're looking at it this triangle kind of thing, and she says, "Wait a second, they missed a food group:
0: gravy. There's
3: no gravy <laughs> on no this. Gravy. See, no gravy. Group.
0: here." According to the who, um, the BBC just enlisted a group of scientists ranked the 100 healthiest foods in the world based on all of the nutrients they contain. Okay. Hmm. The top ten healthiest foods are almonds. Okay. Okay, we agree with that. Mm-hmm. I never heard of this cherimoya, what? cherimoya fruit.
2: Cherimoya.
0: C h e r i m o y a. It's one of those no uh, what what
3: Central America, Mexico kind of things. I, oh, cherimoya! Is it, does it look grow like on a vine? I, f- I forget. I have to look that up. Cherimoya. I don't it know looks, anything about cherimoya. Well, I don't know. Looks spiky. Like that's
2: something that everybody knows about. That's a stupid thing to put on a list. Not a negative. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, is, is it widely available? Can anybody get it? I don't think so. I've well, never
3: seen this fruit, then fruit before. Then why put it on oh, the you, list? You might see it at the Whole Foods. You might be on yeah, um, the old Whole Foods. Yeah,
2: probably costs $12 a piece. Yeah,
3: probably.
5: Oh, the seeds are poisonous if you bite them, so.
2: Yeah, that's healthy. That's, that's good That's probably
0: why they're not widely available. Well, but uh, cashews are the same, aren't they? Don't they grow at the bottom of poisonous apples or nope, something? Nope, cashew apples
5: are edible. They oh, just they throw are. them away because they don't keep... Oh, I didn't know that. Aren't
2: quinces poisonous until they're baked or something?
3: Quince? Quince. Who no, a quince? I have no idea. See, I don't think again. so.
2: Weird. They're tan. No? They're very tan. I think quince. That's the problem. I thought they had some sort of. Okay.
0: Back okay. to the top ten healthiest
2: foods.
0: <laughs> All right. little <laughs> ADD. Almonds, cher-
2: <laughs> Almonds?
0: <clears throat> Almonds, cherimoya fruit, ocean perch.
2: Okay, I mm. said fish. You said no fish.
0: I didn't say no fish.
2: Oh.
0: Flat fish. What's that? Kind Flounder. Flounder. Well, I know it's a kind of <laughs> fish. I mean, Turbo. Flat, oh, that's a flounder. Turbo. Okay. I thought it was turbot. Turbo. Turbot. Chia seeds.
2: Ah, that makes sense. That's high protein and. Pumpkin has... seeds. Okay. Pepitas.
0: Mm, wait. I had to sneeze. Bless you. Mm, I had to sneeze there. Swiss chard. What is that? Another fish.
2: That's a green. <laughs>
0: Another fish. No,
2: it's a fish. <laughs> it? no, it's a no, it's a
3: green. It's like a, like a tall. Oh, it's just a green. A green oh, you cook right. like uh, yeah, any green like collard greens or either beet greens.
2: Yeah, oh,
3: char is
0: a fish. Char is a fish. Yeah. yeah, Swiss chard.
2: Arctic char is a fish. This is Swiss chard.
5: Isn't char like supposed to be really gross? No, it this is,
2: it is gross.
0: It's weeds. I think it's
2: it's it's, it's a bad. bitter bitter green. It's
0: a weed. Mm. All right, I'm gonna skip number eight and I'll get back to it. Beet greens, more weeds. Beet yeah. greens, not beets. Yeah. Yeah, beet greens—that's kind of weird. And snappers. So three different fishes, it's a two lot of different fish. seeds, um, nut, two different greens, one nut, and the number one that surprises everybody is pork fat. Pork fat is one of the healthiest foods in the world.
2: See my Bohemian. Pork roots. fat is
0: lard. I know it's lard. They
2: love they love pork fat. Uh, they the say it's,
0: they say that pork fat is a good source of B vitamins and minerals.
2: See? Pork
5: fat. Yeah, but it's also
2: incredibly
0: high in calories. Incredibly high
5: in calories.
2: And
0: cholesterol. You
2: don't eat, like, tons of it.
0: Now, here's some other popular foods that finished outside the top ten. Tangerines are 14th. Peas are 15th. Chili powder, 25th. Kale is 31st. Cherry... I cannot wait to show this list to Alex because <laughs> yeah. peas are 15th and kale is 31st. Yeah,
2: baby. Yeah. There you go. Peas win.
5: <laughs> See? You can get 10 pieces of cherimoya at AliExpress for 45 cents. Oh. Huh. What, what is cherimoya?
2: That's, that's the,
5: we just talked that's about it. I know. The, I, I know we did, but what is it? It's some kind of fruit. Yep. Charamoya that fruit. sounds too cheap.
2: That sounds very
5: cheap. Yeah, that's like yeah. Uh, disturbingly cheap. Like that's I don't want to that.
2: That's
0: probably Venezuela. But Whole Foods does started.
5: have them somewhere in some locations. I wonder mm. if they all uh,
0: all have them. Probably yeah, yeah. not. Cherries, 47th, oranges, 82nd, carrots, 88th, and sweet potatoes are 100th I thought
2: on sweet potatoes were so good for you.
5: Well, 100th out of however many thousands of foods there are. That's oh, not horrible. I that's true. I see, that's not I all
2: thought bad. I would be higher on the list for some strange Somebody's some
0: something else. Oh, Catherine. What a shock. Catherine's phone's going off. Typical. That's all I have to say is typical. So, pork fat. What do you think of that, Doc? I,
3: I find it hard, really hard to believe. And, and, and it goes... Yeah, it's kind of, like...
5: One of the 10th most uh, healthy foods. Yeah, that... I mean, like, yeah, you need fat. It's, like, just something that humans kind of need. But I wouldn't call it healthy. I would call it necessary. It's like saying, I don't know, <coughs> iron is healthy.
3: And it flies it's in the face... It's healthy if
5: you eat the proper amount.
3: It flies in the face of uh, a lot of the people who say, well, we shouldn't be eating animals at all because the it is inefficient to use grain to feed animals. So, yeah, I don't you know. I, 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 I th- they're learning the fats are way uh, more healthy than what anyone would run to believe forty years ago. Right, and this whole right. idea of yeah. having a fat-free diet or fat-free foods is mm-hmm. absolutely insane and stupid uh, because it just it, it just counterproductive. As you always need more sugar or starch or some other kind of filler to make the make any food be palatable without the fat. So eat a little fat ones. No, eat eat I'm going we're going to whole milk now, I'm going back to the whole milk. Eat lots of eggs and eat the pork fat.
0: Eat the pork fat. Now we're talking.
3: And of course the best pie crust in the world is made with lard. Mm. Man. Ooh, lard. That, yeah, that little bit of animal taste in with that is along with the it balances that fruit flavor is really a nice combination, I tell you.
0: Now look, I know you can't smoke cigarettes by the pack and I know you can't drink like a fish. But other than that, you could, the healthiest life you could possibly live, if you lived a normal life as opposed to the healthiest, healthiest life you could, you might live an extra six months. That's what I've heard. Maybe.
5: Yeah. Healthy living is not really for living no. longer. It's for uh, basically having Quality fewer diseases yeah. while Quality. you're alive. Yeah. Who cares if you got diseases when you're alive? <laughs> it's so like what? A, oh, yeah. Huh.
2: Cancer's fun.
5: Well, it's like um, with no vitamin C, you get scurvy. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that eating tons of vitamin C makes you more healthy. It just means you See? need the you need the base amount of everything, uh, and if you
0: get that, then you're good, pretty much. Well, that's all I'm saying. Just get the base amount, of whatever I need, and then my life is a very, very happy life. That's yeah. all I have to say to you. Really, yeah, if, you, if um if you do uh, uh,
3: distill all of the articles down, all of this stuff, blah, 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 you reel it down. It's pretty much everything in moderation. Yeah, exactly. Everything in in moderation. And if you can do something, if you can carry a diet like that, you're going to be healthy. You're going to feel better. You're going to have a really a better lifestyle and uh, quality of life based on that.
5: Yep, it's true. Yeah, unfortunately, lifespan is basically coded into your genes unless you uh, take drastic measures like you know heart transplants and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But even then, for a lot of them, it's like you know you get some kind of cancer. It's like too
0: bad. Yep. Life sucks. <laughs> it's just too bad. Yep. Okay, some things you should know for your Tuesday. All right? Popeye's Chicken is not named after Popeye, the cartoon character. Popeye's Chicken is named after Gene Hackman's character, Jimmy Popeye Doyle in The French Connection. What? Mm. See? I didn't know that. No, you learned something today. But- Several landlocked countries have navies, all of those countries. Bolivia's Navy uh, is the largest Approximately, Bolivia has 6,000 men and 70 ships, but they're landlocked. Why? So why would you have a navy? For the lakes? I don't know. (laughs) Why would you have a navy if if you're landlocked? It makes no sense to me. Well, I guess maybe if the
5: country near them that isn't landlocked doesn't have a navy. Well, it's kind of like how... um, The military of several third world countries is the US military. Like Guam. They don't have a military, but if someone invades Guam, the US military is going to be there. We take
0: care of it. Probably that kind of situation. Typical. That's all I have to say. Uh, There's an old myth that you're an inch taller in the morning than you are at night.
2: What? I've never even heard of that Oh, you one. haven't? Yeah.
0: I have. That so was the old myth that you're an inch taller in the morning than you are at night.
2: That's I te-
3: believe
0: that huh. in older people whose spines don't have the springiness that they used to. Could be.
3: Is that the teeter hang-up myth?
0: Probably the teeter hang-up uh. myth. That's probably true. You're actually about .2 inches taller in the morning than at night because the discs in your spine have been relaxing all night. Over the course of the day, they squash down a little bit, but only less than a quarter of an inch. It's not a full inch. Oh. The town of Morton in central Illinois creates 80% of all canned pumpkin we eat. Libby's is the most popular brand of the canned pumpkin, and they do all of their harvesting and canning in Morton, Illinois. Well, I thought they'd be talking salt, but there aren't any salt mines in Morton, Illinois.
3: No.
2: There aren't?
3: Nope. No. Well, Morton, Morton Thiokol is a good Utah company. Oh, is it? Yeah, Morton Thiokol is, is well, there. Oh well, Salt Lake City. <laughs> makes that would make sense. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, that would make plenty of sense. The salt comes out of the Great Salt Lake, and then uh, Thiokol is the big uh, rocket uh, rocket fuel producer, and that is in uh, north and east of the Salt Lake. And when you're driving up there toward Promontory Point, off in the distance, you see all the bunkers along the Wasatch Front north there. Whoa, it's a, that's a weird looking mm. place. And Test facilities the for yeah, rocket engines. Yeah,
5: I think it would be cool to live in mm. a. Like a decommissioned bunker. But unfortunately, when they decommission a bunker, they blow most of it up so it can't be used to launch missiles anymore. So you couldn't, like, you know, live in the silo or anything.
2: There's a bunker in Florida off of the coast on something called Peanut Island. Peanut Island. It was a Peanut Kennedy one. We went, yeah, it was the bunker one or the Kennedy one, and it would not be cool to live in. No? It was... No. Well,
5: I mean, like, you know, if you refurbish it. I wouldn't want to just like live in, well, sleep just... on the concrete hallways.
2: But there's no windows.
5: Oh no, That's no, none at all. Well, no, Hobbs dark. wouldn't like that, I guess. Yeah, it's really dark. Hobbs <laughs> likes windows. Yes. I could get a virtual window. Yeah,
3: it's not a cat thing. Now it's not. Bunkers are not cat places. They like the no. window. No. I wonder if a cat would be
5: fooled by a giant screen that just projects what looks like a street. Sure. Well, I don't know because they wouldn't have depth perception. Yeah, but you need the heat so lamp. So I'm wondering if they would notice that. You need
3: oh, the yeah, heat the lamp. Sunlight. You need the heat lamp because they like to be laying there getting hot in that sun. So they need yeah, the heat lamp do. too.
0: Now, this is a fact, if it's true, and I hope it is true because it would be fascinating if it is true. Blind people have four times more nightmares than people with sight. I wouldn't doubt it. Huh. And that, that's fascinating, that is isn't it? That is fascinating. Why would
5: that be? Well, because like they say, the scariest thing about the dark is what you imagine is in it. So basically, if the entire world is like that, yeah, then you're going to imagine a whole
3: bunch of stuff. But they also may uh, be affected by sleep reversal and sleep uh, problems because they don't have the key of light or be able to key on light and the diurnal variation. Oh, I suppose. It might yeah. be that,
0: too. You- you wake up in the middle of the night and it's all—it's going to be dark. You wake up in the morning, it's going to be dark. When you go to bed, it's going to be dark. So I guess it doesn't yeah. make any... Yeah, you're right. wouldn't make any difference. It's been a long time coming, but the Cleveland Indians are finally abandoning their controversial Chief Wahoo logo next year. The team has been phasing Chief Wahoo out for years, so it's already been disappearing from stadium signage and merchandise. But beginning in 2019, the logo will not appear on players' uniforms, billboards, or advertising. Why do you think that is? Because it's been protested since 1971 why 2019 will be the final year uh well actually 2018 will be the final year of chief wahoo why do you think that is
3: Is it an anniversary year for them guess 100th year anniversary maybe
4: well uh, i think uh they have not won the world series since 1948 and i think that was when they created that logo so it's like 1947
0: oh all right 1947 yep so you're absolutely right
5: what is the real chief wahoo still alive uh no. No, not but for a while now I'm guessing.
0: There is a reason. There's another reason. The Indians have used a form of Chief Wahoo since 1947 when the logo was created by a 17-year-old named Walter Goldbach who just died. Oh. So they didn't I figured wa- someone would have died. Yeah. yeah. They didn't get they didn't want to get rid of the logo as long as uh, he was alive and he finally died so the logo will have one more year of life. And then it will be gone. But you were right, Mm. Melina. 1947, and they haven't won the uh, World Series since 1948, so they think it's a curse. Well,
2: Mm. maybe it is. And it
0: could be. Maybe the Vikings need to change something. Yeah.
4: Let's get rid of Skull Vikings or something. Just not playing. Yeah.
0: Or just move out of town so we can get a new (laughs) team. How about that? Experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutrimost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutrimost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutrimost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Nutrimost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763 763- Three 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 seven three three seven
2: Cleveland City of Light City of Man
0: some of the most bizarre music of anybody ever born. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you
0: did. Randy Newman, right? Yep. Yep. If it's not Randy Newman, it sounds just like Randy Newman. It's him. Short People Got No Reason to Live.
4: That that album in particular, it's Sail Away from 1972. That's the one that's got political science.
0: Oh, God, I love it. Let's drop the big one and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Randy Newman. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, interesting. By the way, Madden says the Patriots will win the Super Bowl 24 to 20. You agree with that?
1: Yeah.
5: I don't think so because it's fixed. <laughs> oh, because football's fixed? Yes. So uh, I think they will lose by a slim margin because it, it, it's cool to hate
3: them now. We don't like the idea the word fixed. Fixed is a little harsh. We like <laughs> we like predetermined.
0: Yes, it is it's fated. There's an understanding. Fated. fated. fated oh, there you lose. go. No, I They're don't fated think to lose. It is. I like that. I don't think there you is. don't think it's fixed. No, I, I, You know,
3: people. Well, I guess we'll see. You know, the argument is that uh, there's so much gambling, and if you ha- if you have an understanding of which way that point spread is going to go, that if you can just affect that point spread one point, half a point, it could be a ma- matter of hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in profits and yeah. gambling. Yeah, but I don't know. You, you think it through, and man, I think it'd be really hard to do. Well, do you see
4: the projections? Not the gambling. How much I mean, we are going to gamble on this game. It's projected at four <laughs> no, points. a lot. $4.76 billion Americans.
0: Really? Christ. Oh you're kidding.
4: Yeah. So, so, you, 4.7 billion. So, depending
3: on the point spread, depending on where the money is put in the point spread, you know, a point that under or over the point spread could easily swing a billion dollars to the person, uh, you know, holding the bets. I was
5: thinking more like, you know, because the NFL directly profits from the Super Bowl. So they'll do whatever gets them the most, uh, the more likely to, for people to watch football the next coming season because they'll be like, oh wow, that uh,
0: didn't go the way I thought it would. Did they ever come out with a? Dude, uh, did they ever come out with a uh, statement on the fact that? Did the Vikings? The, the Vikings never did kick that extra point. Did they against New Orleans?
4: No, we took a knee.
0: We took a knee. Okay, but that point would have covered the, the spread. Yep. So, how much money was won or lost because they didn't kick the extra oh, point
4: oh that was that was so bizarre because of the way it ended, and uh, you know there was that like twelve minute window where Vegas was all nervous because no one knew whether or not they were going to attempt the extra point
3: well the, well that's but right. that's that's my point. You know which way it's going to the profitability of the bets are known you know, before the game starts. I don't know if you can place a bet after the game starts. Maybe there are bets you can make. But by and large, if you're you're following the point spread before the game, so a minute before the game, the point spread is X. You put everybody got their money in. They got their $4 billion in. Well, they just run these computer models to see what's going to make them the most money. They can run Mm -hmm. those models, and they probably know it. So they have a sense of what's going on. So you shave a point here and there. You know, you, you, you worry. But just, I just can't believe that, that that really happens. I mean, Because it just would require so many people to be involved, and no one's ever said anything. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So, no, I don't think it's fixed.
0: All right. If you like watching movies on your phone, does anybody watch movies on their phone? No. Phone? No, Only, on Only on the plane.
3: Only on the plane.
5: Yeah, I guess, if you have to. But it's like there's so many better ways to
0: watch right. movies. An,
2: an iPad's better yeah. than a phone.
0: Significantly. Well, you're going to like this. If you like watching movies on your phone or iPad, but you have trouble finding a comfortable position or getting immersed in what you're watching, this might be just what you're looking for. Emphasis on might. A Kickstarter just went up for a new product called Pop Theater, which is basically a pop-up movie theater that goes over your head. Yeah,
2: like a virtual reality. No, what like mean? yeah.
5: No, well, I've well, I remember like uh, people have been doing this. They'll like make a little cardboard thing. That they'll put over their head and then have the screen like right there, so it looks like a movie theater. They've been doing right. that. Well, people who are especially crazy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's well, not a normal thing to do.
3: Well, why no. would they just have a, the glasses instead of virtual reality? You just have two screens that are showing the same thing, and it's just a pair of glasses you put on and you plug it into your phone or not. Well, you know, could have all the processor just in the glasses and dark glasses. That's a good question. You know that makes no. I
0: wonder if it's too close <laughs> to your
3: eyes.
5: I I actually looked that up, and screen close to your eyes thing is not true.
0: Oh, it's not true. Okay. No,
5: you can sit as close to the screen as you want as long as you're not, like, you know, literally burning your retinas from having them right next to the screen.
0: Yeah, but if
3: All right. with LEDs, I mean, there would be you'd you would think just an LED in screw in front of each of your LED screen in front of each of your eyes at the focal distance would work fine. I
5: don't know. I don't. Well, know. that's basically how VR helmets work. Yeah, but, but v- I but mean, the, so if you take yeah. away the need for the gyroscopes and the 3D aspect, then yeah, they would cost. Well, I think that's how Google Cardboard works. Um, you put your phone in it, and then it like cuts the screen in half. So it basically looks okay. like a big screen right next to your eyes. I think that's Google Cardboard. Yeah. So, well, there you go. See.
3: And you know, you now uh, you may not have the risk of being sick to your stomach if it's not 3D. It's not that 3D movement kind of thing. So it's that too.
0: Yeah. I just uh, looked at the... This thing's not going to fly. There's no way. I have no... Kickstarter's like the land of crap. It really is. Uh, I just looked at it. It looks like about a 30-gallon garbage can (laughs) that you stick your head in the bottom of, and the lid on the can would be the screen. There's no way this is going to
2: fly. Very fashionable. No way. You're going to carry it on the plane.
0: People would rather buy Google Cardboard. So... Yeah, on a plane. Who's going to be doing that? No, you're not. There's no way you could watch this on a plane because you'd hit hit. It'd be over yeah. the top of the head of the person in front of you. It's yeah. too big, oh. and, peop, and people would be like, "Yeah, yeah there's no way." You What's wrong with put that you? on an airplane? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It looks like a soft garbage can with speakers built in, so you strap your phone or tablet to the clear panel on top, lie down on the couch, then put this thing over your head, and it creates a dark environment for you to watch your movie. It also looks ridiculous. But if you're interested, you can pre-order one on Kickstarter for only $64 plus $10 shipping. They're scheduled to ship in July.
2: Maybe if you live in a tiny little, you know, New York apartment with five roommates and... You would like some privacy? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I guess. But yeah. I there might be it. a market. I'm not it, but...
0: 64 bucks, $10 shipping, and then you can stick your head in the bottom of a garbage can. Why don't you <laughs> just do that anyway? Why couldn't you just create your own one of these? Yeah, you can make one of uh, just out of a cardboard box. Yeah, a cardboard box, because you can make it.
2: Because this looks a little better than just sticking no, your head in the garbage can.
5: not really. Not. If you no put more. robot eyes on the cardboard <laughs> box, then
0: you can be a robot. Paint it... Some and I suppose that's true. Robot right. mouth. Yes, get a robot mouth on it. I got to say, if your spouse is unbelievably messy and you want to shame them into changing, going viral with a list of all the filthy things they do is a pretty decent strategy. No, it's not. A husband in Brisbane, Australia, wrote a letter to his wife last week and taped it to the bathroom mirror. And he's asking her to do things like not use his deodorant and a razor putting towels on hooks instead of throwing them on the floor, and flushing her poopy toilet. Ew.
2: She's gross. Yeah, seriously. A, she's really gross. Yeah.
0: A picture of the letter has gone viral on social media. It's popping up. The bathroom to my darling Rosie. Babe, can you remember 20 days ago when you said, Babe, I know my bathroom habits really piss you off, but I'm going to change this year, I promise. Unfortunately, not much has changed. In fact, it's worse <laughs> than it was last year. <laughs> I was looking at the date, and of course, in Australia, they put the day first, then the month, and then the year. Mm -hmm. So it says 21, 1, 18. I'm like, when the hell did he write this thing? (laughs) Out of the 21st 21st. month. Yeah, exactly. January 21st. Uh, The toothpaste, American Crew Fiber. What is that? Uh, This is a male hair product, and I don't give a...
2: Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a.
0: About political correctness. It's a bloody male hair product, yet I continually find your paw prints inside <laughs> the lid. <laughs> yeah, I think if I ever said to Catherine, I, I saw your paw prints, she might not, not care for that. <laughs> Deodorant. Three words, use your own. Bath towels, they belong on hooks, not on the floor, for your well-educated benefit. The Oxford Concise Dictionary defines hook as a device that protrudes from the wall for you to thing, hang, oh, uh, hang things on. Oh,
2: getting mean now.
0: Stop using my razor. My grandpa told me that blokes should never even share razors. Blokes. I wonder true. what o- the old man would have said about a man's wife using his razor. The bathroom bin. Tell me honestly, do you believe in some sort of bathroom bin fairy? We have been together eight years, 416 weeks. Oh, God. So he's not angry with her at all. He's counting the weeks that he's been stuck with her. Uh, with the bin emptied once a week uh, by me, 416 by me, and donuts zero. Roy Orbison for you. <laughs> Roy Orbison. <laughs> And finally, the flush. Contrary to your belief that flush is a term describing a winning hand in poker, <laughs> the flush is also a plumbing term. Look it up and then practice it. I love you very much. Please change your bathroom habits. Your husband. And then it's signed XOXOX. Mm. So what's your hugs mm. and what's your kisses? Our kisses X? I think. Yes, yeah. so. Kisses are X. Kisses
2: are X and hugs are O. Yeah. And oh, hugs right are then. zero. Yeah. So
0: three kisses and two hugs. She's He's sick to death of her... Bathroom habits. But I get, here's the problem I have. You know, Catherine has her bathroom and I have my bathroom because I go to bed four hours before she does and I get up uh, four hours before she does. So if we sleep together during the week, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to get any sleep. So we also have our own bathroom. So I don't know anything about it. But could you imagine walking in every morning and there's a turd floating in the yeah, toilet No, thank
2: well, you you know I, super gross you'd hate
3: it but to her, her defense is it is this just a, a refusal to pull the lever initially or is it an incomplete is it what we call maybe an incomplete cycle uh, of the uh, of the uh, siphoning process out of that the bowl uh, you know maybe she just has some uh, these wrong. stragglers
5: they have these new toilets uh that have like a grinding mechanism in them what cannot imagine how gross that would be to like fix because it'll get stuck eventually on something and yeah (laughs) a
2: grinder
5: yep a grinder yeah
3: there's there's that's very pleasant no no thank you you know on uh on on boats and on uh rvs they have a macerating Mm. system that macerates everything into a liquid then you pump out the tank and that's but it's sort of a map. yeah you're right you're right how gross would that be? No, <laughs>
2: it's you.
3: gonna leak. It's gonna have a problem. Yeah, I just I just I thought it was
5: drive people. the RV
0: into the ocean and get a new one. <laughs> or <of that> sell <laughs> your house. Into the or sell your house if you got one. <laughs> That's yeah, broken. I don't know there. if I dry, driving driving it into the ocean might be a bit of an over adjustment. Well, I mean, I who's guess. gonna want it. When no you're one. living
2: with somebody else, you do have to figure out how to not be such a pig. Well, I, I mean, you shouldn't be a pig in the first place. <laughs> oh God, oh God, that sounds God, so
0: Malina. nasty, Melina. Oh God, that's mm. terrible. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, this guy made a big mistake, and I don't know how. Uh, what year does he think it is? Only one woman accepted a solo Grammy award during Sunday's broadcast. One woman. So Recording Academy President Neil Portno decided to weigh in. Now, he's the Recording Academy President, so you'd think he'd know what the hell he was talking about, right?
2: You'd think.
0: You'd think. While he may have meant well, he really stepped in it. He said, quote, "...women who have the creativity in their hearts and souls who want to be musicians who would want to be engineers, producers, and want to be part of the industry on the executive level, they need to step up because I think they would be welcome.
5: Well, how many female aspiring audio engineers does anyone here know? My Uh, guess
0: is zero. Pink tweeted, women in music don't need to step up. Women have been stepping since the beginning of time, stepping up and also stepping aside. Women owned music this year. They've been killing it. And every year before this, when we celebrate and honor the talents and accomplishments of women and how much women step up every year against all odds, we show the next generation of women and girls and boys and men what it means to be equal and what it looks like to be fair.
5: Well, I looked this up after Kristen brought it up. The 20 or the 40 biggest selling albums of 2017, Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of women there. Really? So maybe it's not a whole uh, big conspiracy, and maybe sometimes just, you know, there aren't a whole lot of women out there.
0: Does everyone right now, and I'm talking about all races, all genders, all orientations, do they all think they're victims? Yes. Does everybody think they're a victim now? Literally everyone (laughs) on earth, yes. Everyone (laughs) on earth thinks they're they're a victim now, don't they? They're fashionable. yeah,
3: and it's and that's the rep- that's how it's reported. Everybody's a victim. Oh, you're a victim. Oh, would well, you? You're yeah. not the right. You know, not in the right group.
5: Well, remember Oscars or was it Oscars so black? Was Oscars so white? Yeah. Um, people did the math and it turned out that black people were overrepresented at the Oscars. So it was literally complaining about nothing. There was literally nothing wrong there, but they well, thought I- that they were victims and they perceived what they wanted to perceive.
2: Yeah, I think it's because somebody, they wanted to win an award, didn't? Was it yeah. Will Smith? Uh, I think so. Yeah, well, he he stoked or, the fire, I oh, know that okay. much. Yeah, yeah. Something about Will Smith, I remember that. Yeah,
5: but it's like, why do people just immediately believe a conspiracy and not do the research themselves?
2: Because that bandwagon is fun to jump on. Fake news.
0: Since uh, Cain and Abel Mm-hmm. We will be right back. Very special guest up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. Hey, would you turn down a job that paid you thirty to $60,000 an hour? That's basically what you're doing if you don't attend the SellerWorkshop.com series this month, hosted by the Chris Lindahl team with Remax Results. In about an hour, you'll learn how to potentially make thirty to $60,000 more on the sale of your home. Chris, why are you giving away the secret
4: sauce? Oh, great question. If you love something, set it free, right? Seriously, I'm on a mission to help people make the money they deserve when they sell their home. Whether it's my team or someone else, the fact is the world has changed when it comes to home selling, yet people are still doing it the traditional way and leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table.
0: It drives you crazy when people do it wrong, doesn't it?
4: I just hate seeing people lose money. At the SellerWorkshop.com series, you'll learn the methods we've developed at the Chris team that have made us the number one Remax results team in the nation. You walk out with all the tools you need to make tons more money on your next home sale, and it's totally free.
0: The Seller Workshops are happening January 29th through the 31st. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre, and Bryant, whatever it tastes. We are back, hour three, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, have talked to beverly before yeah i thought we talked to beverly before tell me when beverly's ready to oh, go.
5: oh she okay. wrote the um mrs robinson thing
0: yeah
4: she, well, yeah so on hold then ready to go
0: beverly yes
1: hello
0: beverly beverly you hoodlum how are you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you're finding out the secret me you're
0: finding out the secret you that you're a hoodlum yes, yes. it's all true.
3: It's
0: true um we've been talking about a million things today actually it's been a pretty interesting show going from uh just slow down everybody calm down everybody slow down think what you're about to say and then put it on Twitter and Facebook instead of just blasting away at the uh, at the uh, keyboard now part of that is the Grammys were this weekend and people look I, people want to get up there and make speeches that's that's all well and good that's a good thing but you want to think about it first now the Oscars you know a lot about the Oscars don't you Beverly
1: I do. I've been following them what do for you many years, and I pay a great deal of attention.
0: You do play and, why, and what about the the Oscars fascinates you? Because we all, well, we used to all we all used to watch the Oscars. And the reason I brought up the Grammys is because they were the worst rated Grammys in the history of uh, Grammy broadcasts. Yeah twenty four percent
5: down in their uh, key demo. It's yeah.
0: very bad. Part of that is, of course, because people from 18 to 30 years old do not watch television, yeah. but and yet television insists on the 18 to 49 demo. That's certainly it, a big part of it. It's not a good demo for television. 18 to 49 is not a good television any longer. I would say, actually, to tell you the truth, 35 to 70 would be a better demo, but I don't know how many 70-year-olds are going to watch the Grammys. No, yeah. Is that true, Beverly?
1: I think you're right. And the other thing about the Oscars is that back in the day... Back when I first developed my passion for watching them, it was pretty much the only game in town in terms of movie awards. Yeah. That's where you went to see Hollywood glamour and to see what those insiders in the Dream Factory thought were the best movies of the year. Now of course everybody weighs in, so by the time the Oscars mm-hmm. come around we're all a little tired <laughs> That's of true. the subject.
0: Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. You know, I, I didn't know, seriously, Beverly, I feel kind of foolish, actually, because I didn't know anything about the Golden Globes, and yet the Golden Globes have been around for decades, haven't they?
1: Actually, yes, they were uh, quite old, but the Golden Globes has always been a little, shall we say, kooky. And I've met some of the people in that foreign press association and Some of them uh, are, or at least were, a little kooky, too. I remember a guy with a lorgnette, for example. Uh, And you didn't have a great deal of faith in their judgment. They seemed eminently viable. Uh, They were giving awards to people like Pia Zadora, so nobody, of course, took them terribly seriously. I think they're trying harder to be a serious body, but it's still a very, very small voting group
0: demographically of course very limited now um beverly i have a wonderful pia zadora story you probably know about it the dallas playhouse do you know that story
1: i don't think i do please tell me
0: oh god pia zadora married a man from saint paul minnesota as a matter of fact oh michelin rickless he married she married michelin rickless who was a hebrew teacher in saint paul and pia zadora for people who would not know uh was a terrible actress wouldn't you say terrible?
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'd say. <laughs> that would be, that'd be fair. <laughs>
0: she go, yeah, yeah, I would say she was terrible. Okay, so she's playing um, Anne Frank in the Diary of Anne Frank, the traveling play. Oh, no. theatrical performance. Oh, I know. Just thinking about that, Beverly, isn't like, oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right? It is definitely, oh, no.
0: <laughs> okay, well, this is how bad it was poor people. So, Pia Zador is playing Anne Frank in uh, The Diary of Anne Frank. They're at the Dallas Playhouse in Dallas, Texas. Uh-huh. Now, several cowboys from Dallas, Texas, wives wanted to go see The Diary of Anne Frank. So, um, they go. And apparently, she's so bad, and the thing is so bad, Act 1 ends. Um, act 2 begins. The curtain rises. And the beginning of uh, Act 2, the Nazis are goose-stepping across the stage. There are several Nazi soldiers goose-stepping across the stage, and one guy with a cowboy hat in the Dallas Playhouse in Dallas, Texas, yells out, she's in the attic. That's a true story, by the way.
1: That's pretty funny. Although I've got to say that I know that play and I don't remember any goose stepping Nazis at the beginning of Act Two. But it's you... still a true story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, God. Yeah, Piazzadora. So, so it was the Golden Globes. Uh, could they, Beverly, could they be, I don't want to say purchased, but uh, if you spend enough money promoting yourself for some of these awards you are going to win aren't you or at least it used to be that way i don't know is it still that way i think a
1: little less so but certainly there are all kinds of ways of influencing people and of course the master at that used to be uh, our friend Harvey Weinstein, who was yeah. not above finding out dirt on some of the other productions and finding ways to cast it in a bad light. He tried that very hard with uh, Ron Howard's film, A Beautiful Mind, and uh, and came up with all sorts of unseemly things about the actual man that that film was about. and this was supposed to change everyone's mind about the quality of the movie and it didn't work they stopped reframing it as a biopic and started talking about it as a movie about the truth of mental illness and somehow that got them safely past the ugly smears cast against john nash and it won best
3: picture but but to john, but to uh, tom's question there with the times I've been in LA around the time of the Oscars there are unbelievable number of billboards there advertising certain movies as an Oscar consideration or an award billboards consideration
1: and uh, big ads of course in the trades but right. also you can pick up the front of the Los Angeles Times and there can be a big wrap around cover that advertises a movie or a, a glossy brochure within the folds of the magazine so a lot of money is spent, mm. and there's also some well, not to mention, smaller and ahead. funnier things, like um, Ron Howard himself has talked about this, how it used to be traditional for people who were in that position of being nominees to go out to the uh, the motion picture home, where elderly academy voters were living and kind of pressed the flesh. And, uh not exactly by a vote but just be charming and available at a time when a vote was being called for.
5: And not to mention um, they would often write movies in such a way that they thought that it would make them more likely to win an Oscar uh, by you know just putting some sort of um, touching moment in there even if it doesn't necessarily fit and uh, I believe the term for that is Oscar bait. Do you think does Uh, that does that or did that work do you think?
1: I don't know if that works, but often it really truly is what the moment in history is. I mean, if you've just almost died of a dread disease, for example, as Elizabeth Taylor did, I don't think she got the dread disease because she wanted an Oscar, but it didn't hurt.
0: (laughs) It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's wonderful. (laughs) Beverly Gray, our special guest, movie maven. Beverly, did you write your own biography?
1: I've written several biographies. Uh, one is of my former boss, Roger Corman, uh, it's called Roger Corman. No, I'm talking about button, your own. vampire. My your, your. own biography. As well, <laughs> I write a blog called Beverly and Movie Land, so I guess piece by piece and bit by bit, you'll get a lot about me.
0: I just want to read the first line of the bio that was sent to me, because Beverly's been on the show before. We've enjoyed talking to Beverly Gray before. But the first line in your biography that's sent out for interviews says, Beverly Gray has spent her career fluctuating between the world of intellect and (laughs) showbiz. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No overlap whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Sometimes Sometimes there's overlap, but rarely. because I started out planning to be a professor of English and have a Ph.D. in English. And while I was getting that Ph.D., I was extremely unexpectedly offered a job by Roger Corman to make B-movies. So so that first line in my bio, which I did write, yes, uh, is is very much an accurate encapsulation of my strange but eventful life.
0: It's wonderful. I think it's just absolutely a wonderful... Uh, description of what Hollywood's about. Now, you were about to talk about Roger Corman, and I did interrupt you, and I apologize for that. Tell me about uh, Roger Corman and blood-sucking vampires.
1: Okay. Well, I worked for Roger in two different periods in uh, at New World Pictures when he used to give me credit. I went in the days he was still speaking to me, he used to give me credit for... Uh, <laughs> thinking up the ending the twist ending of death race 2000 which i'm very proud of and then i worked for him later at concord new horizons pictures and again i have my fingerprints on about 170 movies so that's a lot of movies yeah
0: i just love it the bio released under the tasteful new title roger corman Bloodsucking vampires flesh-eating cockroaches and driller killers
1: <laughs> yes well my new book is Got an even more tasteful title. It's called Seduced by Mrs. Robinson, How the Graduate Became the Touchstone of a Generation. And uh, it's a book I'm very proud of. uh, And and again, you'll pick up a little bit about me in reading it because I was a classic baby boomer who was very much affected by the movie The Graduate. And as I think a lot of people in my age group were for interesting reasons.
0: Oh, yeah, no question. No doubt about that. Do you... Before the Oscars start, do you have favorites? Do you, do, you, do you screen all of the movies that are up for Oscar?
1: You know, I, you can't do every single solitary one, but I try very hard. No. And I've seen most of the big ones, and uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's a kind of way to test myself against what everybody else is thinking. So, yeah, I've seen most of them.
3: Beverly, do you see them in a theater or do you see them at, uh, on, a, on, a, on a small screen?
1: Most of them I try to see in the theater because movie going is my recreation, you might say, is my hobby as well as uh, my professional passion. So occasionally when I've seen some on the small screen, I wonder if there's something important that I've missed because a couple I've seen recently just didn't hit me as hard as they hit a lot of other people. Get Out was one of those, and I'm wondering if there's something I lost Hmm. just in losing the, the big screen experience.
5: I think what you lost is not being from Los
0: Angeles. (laughs) I uh, I tell you what, get out. I I I am a member of Screen Actors Guild, Uh and therefore I get all the screeners sent to me. And that is the one movie that I have yet to watch because it looks to me to be just a remake of Being John Malkovich, only with racial overtones. Yeah,
5: and that's it's just it's the same movie. And they're not undertones; they're overtones, and And that's my problem with it. Um, I'm trying to think how
1: anything it? could be a remake of being John Malkovich but, uh, <laughs>
0: right exactly
1: I, I think it's, um, it's quite a clever and fascinating conception but uh, I kind of knew what was going to happen and having known yeah. that it, it was there was enough in the air to tell me that even though I tried yeah. to not uh, be uh, given all the secrets in advance and I, I couldn't find the passion for it that a lot of other people have felt.
0: I agree completely. Do you have one film that you would love to see win, win the Best Picture Award?
1: There are several. I like a lot. It's an interesting year. Uh, one of the ones I really quite love was The Shape of Water, which is so odd and strange and yet somehow real despite the fact that it's a fantasy uh, that I, I loved it quite a bit. I like Year... Guillermo del Toro's work and I thought that was a pretty special movie. And if the front runners, as I think they are, if the front runners are the shape of water and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, I think what kind mm-hmm. of a person you are and your outlook on life might affect which one you like better because
5: yeah there's well, optimism and pessimism in movie form. Is.
1: Yeah that's I, very true. I think Martin McDonough is a, is a brilliant director and I loved in Bruges. I like this movie, but just is off-putting in terms of some of the most unpleasant characters you'd ever cared to run into. Yes. Yeah, wow.
0: that's yeah, true.
5: That's my problem with that's it true. is the characters that are just is so true. not likable.
1: That is one interesting thing about Three Billboards, and what we're talking about is its pessimistic, uh, ironic tone, but surprisingly the Woody Harrelson character is about as unlikely and... And likable a yeah. small town sheriff as you can possibly imagine. He's a very, very interesting character. So I if would agree. Any hope in the movie it, it comes out of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Seduced by Mrs. Robinson, How the Graduate Became the Touchstone of a Generation. Beverly Gray, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you, ma'am. Have a great day. It's a
1: lot of fun talking to you and have a great day. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you.
0: We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.